Alrighty, welcome back guys and gals uh, to pick up the barbell. So I'm Justin and I have Kobe right next to me. So uh, we have a special guest. We have Sarah Curl. She's going to be joining us today uh, talking about just like some parenting and then also the main thing is a boy mom, like raising young Christian men and how she does that and um, just a day in the life as Sarah Curl. Uh, so, yeah, we're just going to be talking to her, asking some questions, and go from there. Awesome. Thanks, J-Man. Sarah, what's up? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, so Justin and I have the privilege to spend a lot of time with Sarah's four awesome boys, and we just, like, we just have a blast playing games with them. Sarah cooks us a wonderful meal, and we just hang out and get to meet these dudes. However, these, these, these guys are crazy. That's true. They're rambunctious. They're brothers. They fight nonstop. I mean, it's a lot of love and I loved, I love seeing it Mm -hmm. being an only child. Um, honestly, like my first question for you, Sarah is how do you deal with the chaos? Uh, you know, as somebody that's a perfectionist by nature, like I want to control it. And what God's done to my heart over the years is shown me that there's very little I can control. Mm. So um, I used to like having a really clean home. I liked to be able to check off boxes as I did it, but it's, it's not like that at all. Um, as you guys can probably see, um, it does get clean before you guys come over. That was, that's the one good clean. I was going to say, it's always week. pretty tidied up. Um, yeah. Cause I go a little insane before that. But, um, honestly, uh, I have to let a lot of stuff go. Mm. I have to let a lot, I have to decide what I'm willing to get worked up over. Yeah. And I'm not always very good at that, to be honest. Yeah. So sorry, you're got four boys. They're ages nine to eighteen. Um, yeah. What are just some of like the worries and like that come to your mind <sighs> when raising them? I th- I think the simpler question would be, what don't I worry about? <laughs> um, when they're when they're little, there's the obvious worries about. Actually, it's still Lincoln. It's still worrying about crossing the road without getting hit by a car. <laughs> yeah. Looking both ways before you cross. Um, you know, the, the worries about when they're little, but it's little people, little worries. And then as they get older, it's mm. big people, big worries. Oh, yeah. um, I worry about um, their hearts getting broken. Mm. I, even though I know it's a natural part of growing up, um, I worry about... Um, them continuing their walk of faith after they leave my doors because, you know, David and I have been in charge of that this whole time. And as Mitchell gets ready to leave um, this next year, I worry, did we do enough? You know, I think Mm -hmm. that's the biggest worry and the biggest question that most moms would tell you that they have is, have I done enough? Have I been a good enough steward? with the time I've been given with my children. Um, and so I would say that on top of the, the world we live in, all of yeah. the chaos in the world we live in, um, the pull of this um, you know, electronics and this social media world, um, like I want them to have deep 
meaningful relationships yeah. with other people and other believers and I worry about that as it gets more and more technological and um, and I just I want them what I don't want is for them to have any regrets you know like I that's probably a big worry too like yeah. any regrets um, doing things because they feel like they're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. it or to make David and I happy um, and not using or following their God-given yep. talents and gifts or letting other people make them feel bad about it or like it's not good enough. Yeah. So. And on a more positive note, how do you, like, when I met you, I didn't see any worry on your face, mm-hmm. in your actions, on your heart, and you weren't wearing any worry. Mm-hmm. So I guess, what's some practical advice, you know, you could give to worriers on any topic, not just someday when we're all raising hooligans? um well I think the biggest change for me because I am a fearful person by nature Mm -hmm. I'm fearful um I get I've had anxiety about a lot of things and so um the biggest one of the biggest things obviously um is get it seems very simple and it seems very trite knowing what we're all involved in here at CrossFit and knowing what I, that I coach it, but physical exercise, I feel like it's the most underutilized and, um, one of the best tools to deal with anxiety, like just physically God gave us our bodies to move. Um, and I see that a lot, like the, the struggles that my father-in-law has right now because he has been a paraplegic for almost nine years now and um I guess it's been eight eight and a half and um by him not being able to move his body like all of the health struggles that he has had and so um I believe that's a great way just moving your body even when I am too busy to get into the gym which happens a lot um taking my dog and going on a brisk walk is the most you know it's the most, um, what am I trying to say, meditative thing that you can do. And another thing that I have um, been doing this year, for the past year I've been meeting with a couple other moms. Um, it is a, it's a worldwide organization called Moms in Prayer. And um, we meet every week, and it's an hour to an hour and a half of concentrated prayer wow. over our children. Wow. And we have seen so many miracles and so many breakthroughs um and it's it's taught me how to use my prayer life which is such an amazing resource we have you know to be able to go to God directly um and also it's changed the way I pray and yeah. praying in expectation instead of in fear you know mm-hmm. like I pray expecting goodness and expecting um miracles and we've seen so many of them this past year. It's been amazing. That's awesome. Amen. Yeah. So um, one question I I just thought about this is kind of kind of random, but so having four boys, how do you feed them all? Like they're all oh. in that teenager. Yeah. Preteen. Yeah. Change your pace. Yeah. yeah. Change change your pace a little. I bit. know. <laughs> and feed you guys too when yeah. you come. Like yeah. Sometimes I get a little panicked. Am I yeah. gonna have enough food for everyone? <laughs> well, there's no such thing as leftovers, especially if people <laughs> liked them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
if we'll know right away if they didn't like the meal if there are leftovers so um i it it's it's very intense especially for a person that doesn't love to cook it's very intense and and having a child that lincoln who wants to know every morning at breakfast what's for dinner that night <laughs> so it's 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 a little stressful um i literally spend my money on food and gas and getting into sports sports games and concession stand money yeah. at the sports games that's the bulk of what i spend my money on okay so. he asks you every morning oh yeah consistently consistently and you know the funny thing is is i don't know if you've seen it but i have that menu board in my kitchen that has nothing on it if i just would write if i would just plan ahead lincoln what's what's the board yes look at the board it doesn't say anything (laughs) (laughs) there you go (laughs) yeah that's hilarious okay staying on the topic of four boys Mm -hmm. you're having mitchell your firstborn were you just like a helicopter parent at first? Oh, gosh. <laughs> because you're really laid oh, back yeah. now. I am, yes. Um, my family could tell you I made everyone sanitize oh before they touched gosh. him. Um, no one could breathe on him. <laughs> Everything was had to be just so, you know. Um, like I said, I was a perfectionist before I became a mom and I had a lot of ideas of what I what kind of mom I was going to be yeah. and how I was going to do it and I wasn't going to do it the way everybody else was doing it, yep. you know. I was going to I was going to get it right. And mm-hmm. um yeah, God quickly knocked me off of my quarter inch pedestal. Mitchell was a really good kid, like really really fairly easy. Um and then um more came along to challenge my perfect parenting. <laughs> yeah. And everything that I had laid in place. By the fourth one, I let them lick the ground, <laughs> drop yeah. stuff, pick it up. Yeah, he's fine. Lick it, yeah. It, exactly. like it, system, it does, man. yeah. It does. character, too. Exactly. Um, kind of going off of that, were you um, wanting a big family from the start or just kind of... No. That's a good question. No. Did, did you ever want girls, too, or just... Yeah, well, I had always... I mean, I don't know that I'd pictured like my family when I was a little girl like I don't know that I mean some little girls dream of growing up and getting married and all the family and I don't think I ever really pictured that so um I certainly did not picture myself with four when we lived in Alaska (laughs) I had friends with four and I had just met I had Mitchell and then I had Wyatt and I could not believe I'm like how do how do you live and so it was just funny um we david and i like to joke that he wanted one and i wanted three so we compromised on four (laughs) just added them together it's an interesting (laughs) compromise (laughs) yeah yeah so i don't you know i didn't think i would have four i certainly didn't believe i'd have four boys um when I thought I was having two or three, I thought it would be nice to have a girl in there. Yeah. But um, honestly, I'm like, I'm so happy that God knows what's best for me, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I wouldn't, ch- I wouldn't change it for the world. Wouldn't mm-hmm. change it. Yeah, people always ask, were you trying for the girl? I feel like that's a little bit offensive, you know? <laughs> it's, it's a like, weird question, It's too. a weird question, yeah. Yeah, we were trying to knock off that ex, that 
part of the X chromosome. Exactly. Just couldn't get it done, though. Or wait, is it backwards? Is, is it X, Y for it... the boy? Or Y, Y? Yeah, oh, I man. think girls have been the, a while. the extra yeah. leg, right? <laughs> I, I feel like there was so. a joke in biology class about yeah. that, like, no, we're smarter. We have an extra, like, leg on the Y. Yeah. I'd have to look I'm not saying it's not remember. true, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Oh, man. This is good. I mean, I think when I was younger, I was like, I want to have a... I'm an only child, so I'm like, I want to have yeah. a huge family. Yeah. And now I'm hanging out with your four boys, and I'm like, do I want to do this to my wife? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. like, she better be a warrior, if, like, because who knows where I'm going to be. Maybe I'll yeah. be there, but I'm just going to have to fight him or something. Yeah. Because it's wild. It is wild. Yeah. That's, we always used to joke, like, when mine were littler, um, and I'd take them to Costco, I would always tell people, you're welcome, because I was providing a free birth control service. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I figure the, the crying babies that they give to high school students, that doesn't do anything. Take a toddler to Costco, <laughs> and you're going to rethink some life choices after that. So, yes. Oh, man. That's our service that we provide to the public. What's your advice to uh, us younger college kids who might unrealistically say a number of children we want or would desire to have? What's your advice to us, like, to not do it? To do? I know for you, you would never change anything, but... You mean, like, now? Like Yeah. Okay, yeah. Or, like, well, <laughs> go into it just, like, let's go for five. Yeah. Um, well, I think that it's okay to have that dream. Um, <laughs> usually, if, if God puts that on your heart, yeah. you know, absolutely. Knowing that I have a, a soon-to-be college student, I'm going to say, no way. No babies. No babies <laughs> in college. Um, not till you're a little bit older. But, um, 34. You're thinking 34. 35. No, not 35. I don't want to be like 70 when my grandkids come along, you know? Yeah, I guess you... I wouldn't no, be you 70. Be that. I, I would like, be like in my sorry. late 50s, yeah. early 60s. But um, I want to be, you know, young enough and hopefully healthy enough, God willing, to enjoy them. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be, you know, yeah. who knows? And just thinking about it, you could have like a lot of grandkids with like... I think about that too. I'm like, how would you show attention and be on it? Like know all of their birthdays, birthdays and, and <laughs> sporting events. Calendar. And, yeah. Oh yeah. My calendar's already tapped out. I can't imagine <laughs> multiplying that times a bunch of kids, but, um, they're so far apart too, that I feel like there's probably going to be, yeah. you know, one set of cousins, maybe at one time and then mm-hmm. another and another, but yeah, um, I say it's okay to dream about that. Like I, I don't know of too many guys that dream about having a big family. I think that's kind of cool, but, um, I think it's a really huge gift to have a big mm. family. Yeah. Um, my mom was an only child, and she was she was really lonely growing up. And I don't know, Kobe, I can't speak for you, like yeah. how you felt growing up. But um, I think it's a gift to give siblings um, when life gets rough. You know, it's like people that will always be in your corner, yep. you know. And that's my greatest wish for my boys is that no matter how much they bicker, and the chaos and, you know, somebody is yelling at somebody else or somebody doesn't like someone for the night. 
that at the end of the day that they are best friends and that's what I pray over them like that they as they grow older and they go their separate ways because they're for sure I'm not for sure about anything but they'll probably live in different locations yeah but that they just always have that um, sense of coming home like that they want to be around each other and they want to be around each other's families and they want to be around us you know that's the the ultimate goal is that they want to leave the nest and then come back and visit okay so um let's see yeah i had a question so any advice for the the boy moms out there listening um well when they're little it feels like you're you're dying and it really does like i did not think i was going to make it out of the baby toddler preschool years because it's super intense with boys i mean you can imagine all of the energy i my you guys know my boys are are 100 percent boy like energy like crazy um and i yeah i it was just so much i guess earlier on i wish i would have let some things go you know like every morning like I look at some Facebook memories pictures of when my kids were little and there is almost always a box of cereal dumped on the floor in the background like literally (laughs) we had a box of cereal dumped every single day David had went through a phase where he had to take a toilet off every single weekend because Lincoln flushed bottles of lotion scooby-doo mystery machines like anything that he could flush down the toilet he flushed um and it was just it seemed like so much like so much chaos and the biggest advice I would tell a boy mom is to not lose your sense of self like Mm. who you are apart from being a mom because I feel like we get so wrapped up in that identity you know that mom identity like I'm even being introduced at different ball games and things like that I am so-and-so's mom or are you so-and-so's mom and so you get so wrapped up in that identity that you forget who you are apart from that and then as they get older and that they're not as needy as they were when they were little then you wonder well who am I yeah um who am I what do I like to do what does Sarah like to do apart from um being a wife and a mom and so I thank God that I found that already I found different passions that I have and I've been fortunate enough that um, David's job has enabled me to be able to pursue them without worrying about making a living with it you know Um, and I was very fortunate to be able to stay at home with them Um, although at the time I would have given anything to have a part-time job or a little bit of a break away from him. But, um, yeah, just know that by, you know, the whole thing on the airplane where you have to put your own oxygen mask on first if you have little kids, um, I like that analogy a lot because your first instinct when you become a mom, parent, you know, but especially a mom, um, is to put others' needs above your own. It's always take care of the kids until you have nothing left to give. Nothing left to give your husband, 
nothing left to give yourself. And the biggest blessing is to be able, it's not uh, selfish, yeah. Um, to put your own oxygen mask on first and whatever that is for you. Like if it's, if you love to draw, you know, setting aside an hour a week, just get a sitter, you know, pay yeah. the, pay a babysitter and go somewhere and draw for an hour. Like something that feeds your soul or that makes you come alive. And I feel like if we had more moms that come alive and were less martyr moms which that was me for a long time I was the martyr mom like poor me I can't do anything because I have a whole bunch of kids when truly my whole job my whole mission in this life is is to to lead these children and point people to Jesus through our family um to give other people hope um because it, it's hard. I mean, it's hard, hard work. And truly, anything worth doing is really hard work. So I would just say the number one advice is do things that feed your soul apart from being a parent. Yeah. And that that's date night. Like, David and I haven't always uh, been as good about going on regular date nights, but... He's very good about taking me on trips, just he and I. And that was really hard for me at first to leave the kids behind because I felt like what parents don't take their kids on every single vacation? But it's so important. It's so important that he and I have an identity too, separate from being Mitchell, Wyatt, David, and Lincoln's parents, you know? So I think that I wish I would have had somebody tell me that when I was younger. That's, I think it would have, wow. yeah. I think it would have saved a lot of poor choices and heartache along the way. That's profound. That's yeah. like almost idolizing your children. It it is in a in a weird it, sense. It is. It's making your kids your gods. Yeah, your identity, like yeah. your act, like your soul identity. Yes. Wow, that's that definitely yeah. is great advice. Um, is there any like scripture that you? go to or um yeah that you either tell your kids or that you go to or like your favorite scripture well I've had I've had a couple of um good advice tips from my prayer group but um the one is when I'm really struggling with either you know relationship issues um or with um with the kids like if there's something going on with the kids it's praying first corinthians 13, with which is the love chapter, right? Everybody yeah. is familiar with the love chapter. But instead of saying um, love, you put their name in mm. and you read it out loud. And so you say, um, if I speak in human or angelic tongues but do not have Mitchell, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and I understand... Um, oh, wait, hold on. So that's the wrong part. Mitchell is patient. Mitchell is kind. Mitchell does not envy, is not boastful, is not arrogant, is not rude. And so putting their name in that part, it's speaking life yeah. over them. Mm. And, and it helps you to see, um, see them in a different way, you know, like in whatever struggles you're dealing with. And another thing that um, I'd like to do is pray that God helps me to see them the way he sees them. 
Um, and that way I don't like stand justified in my own anger or my own hurt feelings and to see it from his point of view. And it always breaks me wide open every single time. I, it's hard to pray that prayer, especially if you're angry and you feel justified in being angry. But when you do, it's so profound. Like your heart is just broken wide open because he reveals you're part of the problem. Yeah. And um, I love that. And I, also Isaiah, I've been really into the book of Isaiah. But um, the one that I really love... Um, is Isaiah 54, um, 54, 13, Then all your children will be taught by the Lord, their prosperity will be great, and you will be established on a foundation of righteousness. Mm. But I love praying, I love the prayers that talk about, um, or the verses that talk about your sons coming home and um, returning to you and um, just having a prosperous life for them. And that's yeah. what... I think that's what any parent wants is they want their children to be better and do better than what they have you know and so that's pretty much it I don't have a particular favorite mm-hmm. but well, that was good yeah. Feel good yeah thank you Sarah for coming hey thank you for having me yeah. you guys are good dudes that's a, that's why uh, honestly um it was during one of my mom and prayer meetings that the the divinely inspired idea came to ask you guys to mentor the boys and um because they are you guys are young men worth emulating and I really am very thankful that you guys are willing to spend the time with them and um I'm I'm thankful that God brought all that together. So I think the world needs more of that. The world needs more of the mentoring relationship yeah. and um, being held accountable to someone. I think we kind of shy away from that because we don't want to be seen as mm. bad or like we don't want somebody to call us out on life choices. And I don't think that that's necessarily what being a mentor is about. I feel like it's my responsibility to surround my kids and myself with people that are going to hold them to a higher standard. Yeah. And I want to be held to a higher standard. Mm. So super thankful how that all panned out and that you guys, that you guys spend the time with us too. Yeah. You're very welcome. Thanks for inviting. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And coming. So 